the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for more Monster of the Week. Before we get back to our heroes and their car chase, let's check in, see how they're doing. We're going fast. Lots of people are furious. Ow, my back. I'm Hugo Rashad. Confession time, I have never seen a single film from the Fast and Furious franchise. But at this rate, I don't think I have to. Thanks for stealing my intro idea, Hugo. My name is Agent... Fucking Whitaker. <laughs> Did you coordinate that? <laughs> Clearly not. It was so good. <laughs> Do not fly towards the sun. Do not fly towards the sun. I'm Raven Eugenia, and the moth part of me right now really wants to fly towards the sun. Gunner one to pilot, gunner one to pilot. We are locked and loaded and ready to begin our descent and our initial bombing run. Because I am Damien Edgecrest. I don't know what's happening. I'm Felicity Starnbrook. <laughs> the best fucking one. <laughs> uh, thank you, Felicity. Oh my god. So if these guys thought they brought air support, they've got another thing coming. I made in Brightwood. Let's have an adventure. Hey, Natalie, that was pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. Last time, our heroes, driving eastward in the evening, came upon a strange hitchhiker, who it turned out to be a young woman named Ray, who was a little odd. And thanks to some magical detective work by Damien, they realized was particularly odd Though Felicity's questioning of Ray did not seem to lead to any revelation or imply that they were aware of how strange their particular supernatural qualities were. When our heroes continued giving Ray a ride for the time being and allowing them to travel with the group, they were suddenly set upon by several familiar faces and some not so familiar as the Van Meter monster and several large black vehicles came surrounding the trailer and beginning an intense car chase. It would seem that those uh, reporting back to King O after the snipe hunt adventure were sent on either a revenge mission or a cleanup type encounter. But the pressure is on because our heroes are fleeing for their lives as monsters leap from vehicle to vehicle with what intention? We're not sure, but certainly a violent one and very aggressive in the pursuit of the Whitaker truck and trailer. Highlights from the fight? Raven summoned the moth spirit 
and was able to join Aiden as a flying combatant. Hugo nearly slipped from the vehicle, realizing that he too needs to work on his footwork occasionally. And Damien took to the skies for a rematch with the Van Meter monster and learned that it was actually being controlled by the woman in the white lab coat, who we revealed was Puppet Master, another of King O's employees. Felicity, meanwhile, having been riding in the trailer with Ray and being shook about as the cars swerved to avoid laser blasts and gunfire from the SUVs chasing them, Felicity and Ray were soon facing down a dog shifter as he kicked in the door to the trailer and climbed inside, seemingly ready to attack them. Before he could land a blow on Felicity, something about Ray changed. They began to glow and hover with an ethereal quality as ghostly fire wreathed their face and shot out from their hand, knocking the dogman back. And as he stood to confront this new challenge, a echoing, whispery, sing-song voice emanated from the blue fireball, which now encompasses where Ray's head used to be, as these many voices all chimed out, saying, Stay away from her. She is protected. And that's where we left off. So, what would you guys like to do? Who wants to take the first move as we dive right back into combat and continue this car chase? Felicity should, because we didn't get much Felicity time last time. I think that's correct. So, yes, Felicity... You're not really sure exactly what's happening, although now you know that someone is attacking and there is a dog man standing probably in the kitchen of the trailer at this point, having been knocked back from the beds where you and Ray were kind of hanging out. Your suspicions about Ray are absolutely confirmed. They are some (laughs) type of supernatural being. I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm protected. Go away. (laughs) Is he still like in the doorway? Uh, He's standing in like the kitchen area, which I'm not sure exactly how we've laid out our trailer, but I imagine he's like near a doorway. I wanted to try to kick him out the door. (laughs) I don't think that'll work. Ray is also floating in the air between you and him. So you'd have to like squeeze by and then attack a shifter with your small human body. (laughs) Yep. Um, Shoot. You know, it'd be really nice right now. If you had any magic. Yeah. (laughs) Shame that. I'm just going to go, ah, protect me, I guess. Tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. Okay. The floating form turns and you see within this fire that sort of just sits on top of the body's shoulders at this point, there are these two white large orbs that sort of direct their attention to you. So almost like eyes although there's no like pupil or iris or anything to them. They're just these glowing motes of even brighter light than the blue flames. And you hear, no harm will come to you while I'm here. They turn and just start engaging with the dog man. And because this is two NPCs and they're both monsters, I don't feel the need to like make rolls for this. But the dog man swipes at the motes of blue fire that Ray starts to hurl at him in an attack. So that is happening in the trailer. Is there any move you'd like to do, Felicity? Would you like to read a bad situation? You could act under pressure to attempt something. 
Um, yeah, I'll read a bad situation. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I forgot I could do other things besides combat in a in combat. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to kick some ass. In fact, as the mundane, probably better that you don't. True. Oh, that's a five. All right. So you failed to read a bad situation. I don't know that we've had that happen very often. I have to look up what a failure on that is. <laughs> it's usually like you get to take some hard move against the player. Right. I right. am the bad situation. Yeah, make a Molotov cocktail with the good booze. No! <laughs> on a miss, you might misread the situation, or you might reveal tactical details to your enemies, which means the keeper can ask the questions of you. <gasps> Ooh, I get to ask questions? How fun! Felicity's like, this seems perfectly safe. <laughs> this is a new friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gosh, what's the best way to harm the victims? (laughs) I'm going to flip the question here since I'm the villain. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, literally anything. I have nothing to defend myself. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I I remember we had uh, said that I have one big stick. (laughs) That is my weapon. (laughs) Right. You have a walking stick from going hiking. (laughs) I have one big stick. Okay. And I think we had discussed that any sort of destruction of the trailer is pretty much worst case scenario for us as players. So that's another option for hurting the victims. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to have this dog man just make an attack at Ray. Did you get more questions or is it just one? Well, you, you failed. So I don't know that I get necessarily like three questions. And a lot of these are more slanted towards the heroes doing things. Uh, I think maybe you'll also reveal tactical information. And what will happen is the dog shifter, as he's dodging the fire being thrown at him, which when it hits like the, the tables and chairs in the trailer doesn't seem to catch anything on fire. It just kind of dissipates harmlessly. But when it goes past him, it does seem to like singe or at least impact him with a force. But as he, you know, is moving, he reaches up to his ear and growls into it. Two in the trailer. I'm going to handle them. And over the radio, you hear someone else. I've got eyes on the demon. He's mine. So (laughs) I'll give you that little reveal, Felicity. But generally, they are now privy to who is in what section of the vehicle that they're attacking. So as the dog man makes a move... He claws at Ray and does three harm. And you see not blood, but their form is slashed and like ink in a glass just sort of ripples away and then reforms. But you see they clutch at their chest where they've been slashed and instead press their hand up against his shoulder to really blast him back with this fire. And they will do a couple harm to him. But he seems to just take it uh, with a flinch and and moves on. Where's Ruby? (laughs) So we had decided that Ruby does not ride in the trailer. She rides in the truck in a kennel. And I think how we have described that is that Whitaker's truck is just big enough. And there is a third back seat (laughs) where where Ruby's kennel rides. So she's just in the back of the truck right now. Amazing. Yeah, that's just the easiest way to do it is to say that Whitaker has three rows of seats 
the backseat is entirely devoted to Ruby and maybe like people's backpacks and purses and that kind of thing. And then I guess also there's a small truck bed in back of that. <laughs> just, just a whale of a truck. But My favorite thing about that is that we have all canonically squished into the one single backseat Whitaker's truck when there was definitely an option mm-hmm. for us to move further back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's like awkward, like folding the seats down to crawl back there. So it's just easier to squish in. So <laughs> what were you saying, Emery? I was saying uh, the, the truck bed could be one of those like covered truck beds that makes it just look like a big car. And that could be where we put the dog and the luggage and stuff. It wouldn't be open to the elements or anything like that. Right. Yes. Kind of what I was thinking. But then also Hugo and Raven canonically last time are like sitting in the truck bed. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Facing off against snipes and a werewolf. So. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We could have been standing on top of that, though. If it's one of those like covers, we could have been standing on the back of the like the top of the truck. Do we want to say that then and and finally nail down what the heck kind of car you're driving? Because <laughs> I, I like the idea that it's just a huge pickup truck, but it is true that it's weird. We would all smush together and then have an empty third row. Right. But like you also don't want to have Ruby sitting in a kennel in the back of a truck bed either. Yeah. One of the totally covered ones. So she's like, you can open up the little window in the back. And so we can like hear her and she's mm-hmm. totally protected from the wind and everything. Yep. So... We've tied her crate her crate down so it doesn't roll yeah. around. Okay. But it's like a hard shell one, so like she's safe. It's Easty Agency grade. It's fine. It's yeah, it's bulletproof. <laughs> like let's bulletproof. really let's plot armor this dog. It's bulletproof. <laughs> There's also rails that you can hang on to if you're on top of the truck. So we'll yes. say that Hugo is sort of crouched holding on to one of these handles. And Raven, with your moth armor, you're able to just sort of flutter and keep pace with the car. And so there we go. Whitaker's truck does not have a, a open bed. It has broom for the dog. Perfect. <laughs> uh, let's check in with our heroes on top of the truck since we just discussed it. What are you guys doing? You think I'd have a plan at this point? Who does <laughs> plans? Ha! What do they have visible to them? I think they've got a snipe on either side. There's a snipe flanking either side of the truck. And there's also the larger, more muscled wolf shifter who has perched himself on the the, the closest edge of the trailer to the truck itself. And is just sort of standing there looking like he might pounce down to try and grab at one of you or land on the truck itself and just like reach into the driver. Okay. You're kind of surrounded. <laughs> you go, you got any ideas? Not yet. <laughs> I'm just start taking moves. Ah, uh, don't do that. No, it's fine. We'll figure it out. It's like counting when I'm doing something wrong. Don't start counting. 80 miles an hour. How strong are you in that that Mothman outfit? <laughs> Sorry, are you asking me how strong I am? Yeah, I could just like lift a guy off the trailer and just kind of drop him. <laughs> Pull an Aiden. That's That's kind of what I was thinking. Something along those lines. You could certainly attempt something like that, but you are not getting any sort of strength enhancement from the moth spirit. No, I know that. I I get flight and I get a little bit of armor, but I'm not getting strength. Raven, you do have other options. Yeah. And you haven't really ever explored them. So that's all I'm going to say. I want you to figure it out on your own, but there is a thing you could do here that would like potentially benefit you that you've never done before. I'm just going to wait to see that happen. 
Because <laughs> that's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. Why? Think outside your usual pattern of things. What do I have ever done before? Draw more cards, have windy fire. <laughs> but those are things I've done. Are they? You've drawn one card, but have you ever considered second card? Throw out the whole deck. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that? Are you? Are you? Are they in your pocket? Yes. Yeah, she wouldn't have like put it down. She would have shoved it back in her pocket as she took off out the door. Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? Go for it. <laughs> There's a lot of things that can happen. All right. Um, so I imagine it's incredibly windy standing on the back of this truck, but she's going to yell to Hugo to like grab onto her, and she's going to try and hold onto the truck too because he said she was kind of flying... I don't think she was flying keeping up with the truck. I think she's been, like, keeping a hand on a handle as well. Okay. Just because, like, 80 miles an hour is... Yeah, it's fast. Really fast. Just like, Hugo, can you can you hang on to me? I'm going to try something. And then just see if you can get a good grip on her so she doesn't flutter away. <laughs> okay. And grab. Cool. Should I preemptively roll to help out? Uh, see if you need it. Go ahead and roll, Raven. This is another use magic. Yep. That's a six total. <laughs> okay. Oh, this does not bode well. So, you did say what's the worst could happen. This is <sighs> Hugo. Please. Are you are you helping Hugo? I would very much like to. May, may I? If you help, you can get me to at least not failing. Do you still have your your extra helpful ability, Hugo? Yes. Okay. How much does that? Well, actually, just roll. We'll find out. I don't want to get my hopes up. That's true. If he rolls poorly on help out, then you're both kind of screwed. Well, we got a seven, so. Oh. Okay. Okay. So it helps, but he exposes himself to trouble or danger. Oh, no. Classic Hugo. All right. Th that's on brand. Yeah, that's on brand for sure. It's so on brand. This is also so wild and dangerous. It'd be kind of weird if it like went off perfectly. Went off perfectly. And you're trying something new for the first time. Like I'm trying to pull a deck of cards out of my pocket while standing on the back of a moving truck and having a friend like hang on to me so I don't fly off. Yep. All right. So sequence of events. You go to pull a card out of your deck. You go, you wrap your arms around her waist so she doesn't get left behind by the speeding vehicle. But because your guard is completely down as you try and keep Raven steady, Hugo, one of the snipes blinks and leaps into the air as part of its super speed dash and bites you. So you're going to take some harm from that. So sorry. Uh, you take two harm from a snipe bite. Ouch. That's not good. That's going to leave work. And Raven, you have a mixed success. So roll on the table of cards. You need a d4 and then a d10. D4 first. That's a four. Okay. We're pulling then from the earth suit. All right, d10, that's an eight. An eight. Okay. <laughs> is it who I think it is? I think so. Is it Prudence? It's Prudence. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be like a is it going to morph? Am I going to get these powers on top of the moth powers? Because that would be hella cute. <laughs> I'm thinking about how this could manifest as a secondary thing. Or they could show up and help, and that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. How helpful they'll be other than just being an adorable nuisance, but I'm here for it. Right. On a mix, you summon a spirit who may do what they are asked, but may be uncooperative. They may only offer a small amount of help, need some convincing, or are generally less effective in that moment. So, you hear in your mind as you draw the card and see the activation of it flash. <laughs> this is gonna be fun! Uh, the spirit leaps out of the card, and there is a raccoon sitting on its hind legs, uh, rubbing its front paws together in that like, oh boy, kind of way. And they look, they see the werewolf, they look at you, their eyes glow with sort of this green, foresty energy. And they say, looks like you could use a hand. And they like do finger guns at you. And then they turn into swirls of seeds and leaves and stuff and come towards you. And rather than like transforming your self anymore by giving you another like raccoonish feature, your hands suddenly are wreathed in these tight fitted black gloves with little embroidery of fish and leaves and a stream on them. And you hear in your head, Defeat's not really a fighter, but I bet you're back. And claws come out of the fingertips of these gloves. And you are now equipped with a weapon that is magical, ignores armor. Oh my god. And will do two harm every time you attack with it. Holy shit, this is so cool. <laughs> You said two harm? Two harm, ignore armor. The downside to this is that you will not have this for the entire fight. So your your mix is that you get this for a few rounds and then you'll, you know, it'll fade. Sweet. All right. So Hugo has been bit by a snipe. <laughs> you have summoned a second spirit to assist you and give you some offense as well as the moth defense that it is lending you. Do you want to make an attack? Do you want to kick some butt? Do you want to try something against the three opponents you have looking at you. Yeah. I will say that werewolf is about to leap down and make an attack, so. All right. She's going to, like, pat Hugo's arm as, like, a like you can let go and kind of a thank you. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to kind of stretch out her fingers and look at the claws and, like, say thank you in her head to the raccoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's going to do something real dumb, but she's feeling really brave right now, and she's just going to straight up, like, leap off the back of the truck claws forward towards this werewolf guy. Just aim for the face. Yeah, I like that. Okay, roll kick some ass. Hopefully this works. Kick some ass. Oh, plus zero. Okay, I got very excited for a second. I got an 11. <laughs> okay, at a 10 plus, you get one of the additional effects. Ooh, I know what I'm going to do. I am going to force them where I want them. And that is off the trailer. Ooh, okay. I want to mess up their face enough that they like have to let go of the trailer to like try and reach for their face to protect themselves. And I want them to just fall down and get run over by the trailer. Mm-hmm. 80 miles per hour, baby. And if that's too much, because that's kind of a lot, if I can just get them to fall off and just hit the road, that'd be cool. But I feel like extra cinematic since we're between the truck and the trailer, I would love for them to fall down in between and maybe <laughs> Maybe get knocked by the wheels. Uh, all right. It's asking a lot, so. Yeah. At the very least, they gotta get off. Right, because he's he's leaping, and you're kind of just jumping to meet him. So there is sort of that, like, impact. If 
she's using her like moth flight to try and boost her. So instead of just kind of hitting in the middle, yeah, to give herself more momentum to push back against him. Well, here's the thing. You can either knock him back enough that the two of you will land on the roof of the trailer and you'll be fighting there. Or if you want, I'll let him fall and go in between truck and trailer, but that's going to have consequences too. Hmm. I don't like the sound of that. Do it! (laughs) Do it! Says the one in the trailer currently. Yeah! Do it! Oh, God, I don't know. All right, hold on. I'm going to roll a dice because I... Cannot decide. Um, even number, we go on top of the trailer. Odd number, he falls down. Okay. Cool. All right. It's a two. We're going on top of the trailer. We're brawling it out. All right. You collide your moth flight slash momentum of leaping back as the cars are moving in the opposite direction. You impact with this guy, and you're both going to just start clawing at each other. It's very, you know, two animals. <laughs> Scratching and clawing and biting. Your two harm will hurt this guy. It goes right through all of his armor and does two. Uh, He's going to try and bite you, which is two harm. I have one armor from the moth. And I also have, I think we talked about this last time, a thing where I suffer one harm less. It's not armor. I just... From searcher. Yes. I'm prepared to defend. Yeah, prepared to defend. So I do not take any harm. Okay. Very good. Very good. That's the first time I've actually been able to do that. (laughs) See? Trying new things. It's good for you. And leaving notes on my sheet to remember the cool shit that I haven't ever used. Mm Mm-hmm. Whitaker, you're driving. He sure is. You're obviously keeping pace. There's a lot happening in the rearview mirror. And I think a, a one of the snipes, having seen a target go up on the roof and another snipe is biting Hugo, another one is just running up to your window and is going to go to bite at you through the window of the driver's seat. Window's closed. You can't fucking do anything. Go ahead and try. It's a giant raptor. It smashes its beak against the window. <laughs> oh, well, that's different, I guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Just act under pressure to not, like, lose your cool as you're being snapped at by a big prehistoric bird spirit. Shh. Or if you remember, I tried that last time and it did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an eight, an eight to resist snipe. Okay. I might get a little, might get some glass in the eye. It's fine. Well, if you want, you can avoid taking harm from the snipe, but I'll give you minus one ongoing to like continue fleeing. Absolutely not. I'll take the harm. Okay. He's Whitaker. He can handle it. All right. Yep. So the snipe smashes in your your driver's side window uh, with its large beak. And you see like teeth inside the beak, you know, like ready to bite at you and tear at you. So two harm coming at you from a snipe bite. I think you're able to negate that. I am able to negate that. Okay. Unless there's, I mean, if it's going for his face, he probably won't get the easty armor out of it. But tactical. That's true. Yeah. Take take one harm at least. Yeah, that makes sense. Hugo, you've got a snipe on you. You want to do something before we jump to another group? Seeing as he's not living that no harm, reduced harm life. Yeah, probably should. Probably should. <laughs> we are going to... Hmm. Given the positioning, we're probably just going to do some regular kicking some ass because it's the best shot he has, really. 
Somebody please heal Hugo. He's not thinking rationally. <laughs> he is unstable, so oh well. No, no, you're you're it's a good call a day. Keep going, keep going. But but please somebody heal Hugo. We got an eleven. What's your extra effect then? Oh hmm. Because moving it somewhere is not gonna really help. Inflicting more harm isn't really gonna help. Let's give Whitaker another plus one forward. Another? Did he have one of those already? Well, let's just give him a plus one forward. Okay. <laughs> Me? Me? I'm not fighting anyone. Good point. Though I hey, hey Hugo, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You are driving, though, and that's really important. Here's the thing. I'm driving. That's just continuous cool rolls. If you remember, Whitaker's very cool. That's that true. is something I am best at. It's true. I am doing the thing I'm best at. You know who's doing the thing she's not very good at right now? <laughs> Felicity. Or sorry, not Felicity. It's Raven. Cut out. I didn't well, mean to say that. <laughs> <she's>, well, both. <laughs> the Felicity's also in kind of a Felicity's bind right now. Felicity's doing the best. Yeah. Raven's doing fine, and Felicity's probably okay. Probably. <laughs> You know what? Let's give Damien a plus one forward. Now that's an idea. Okay. Because we don't know what he's doing right now anyway, so. No, but I think that might uh, work out narratively really well. Mm. Damien, you are being carried by Aiden. Because if you'll remember, as you leapt from the back of the Van Meter monster, she swooped up to catch you. And the two of you were trying to fly and catch up to the car chase. So you see Hugo being accosted by one of these snipes and another one with its beak jamming in and snapping at Whitaker as he's driving the truck. What's your plan? Aiden, if you think we can fly by the vans and I can shoot out the tires, we can do that. Otherwise, I need to get those snipes off of Whitaker and the truck ASAP. Let's try and keep people alive before we go on the offensive. And she'll swoop down and try and get you close. Which one are you going for first? The one on Hugo or the one on Whitaker? Uh, the one on Whitaker. Okay. So she flies you over to you know the side and is just sort of like holding you in position, uh, expecting you to do something. She can help you out if you need it on this roll. What's your plan here? Damien is going to pull out one of the net guns he looted from the camp to try to net grab the snipe. Okay. I don't know if that's a tough roll or cool. Hmm. Let's roll plus your cool. You're not really engaging physically with this thing. And it is smart thinking of you to pull out a a weapon that was literally designed to catch these things, so. Yeah, Uh, that was a 12 or a 13 with the plus one forward. Oh, damn. Sure. That is, I mean, you do what you set out to do. (laughs) How do you manifest the net gun out of yourself? (laughs) Does it just like reach behind the back and suddenly it's there? Uh, It's in in the coat. He just like reaches inside of his jacket and pulls it out disproportionately large from where he seemingly grabbed it from. Yep. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Uh, You fire it off at the snipe, which... The, the net wraps around it as it rears back to go for another bite at Whitaker and just suddenly it is <laughs> and caught up in the net and just sort of rolls to the side of the road as everything <laughs> drives by it. Aiden, uh, I think she just says, nice shot. Where can I put you down? On top of the other one. 
On top of the snipe? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and she flies over and will just let go of you as you are above and let you drop down on this second snipe. Request. Yes. Can Aiden fly down and do the soothe ability that she has to the snipe? Ooh. Yes. I mean, you technically should have asked her to do that before you had her drop you. Then but... <laughs> dropping is fine. Let's do it live. Okay. I mean, if you call out to her, like, calm it down, like she would try and fly up to it and grab onto it. But that would I would have her act under pressure to, like, get up close to it without being damaged or hurt. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, Damon's going to jump on its back as if he's riding it. Mm-hmm. It, like, tries to buck you off very quickly. <laughs> and then I'm going to have him wrap wrap around the head to hang on mm-hmm. and to look inside of its eyes yep. to try to see another place in time. I want to see where the puppeteer is. Okay. So initially it was to break the connection and I'll probably want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I want to figure out if the puppeteer is in one of the vans behind us or in some faraway control center. Gotcha. Okay, roll to use magic. Eight plus two is 10. Okay, no glitch. You look through the snipe's eye, you get basically flashes of memories the snipe has where it's in a cage and the woman in the white lab coat is like looking at it, writing things down, grinning, smiling, walking away. Then it's being loaded into a a truck uh, with like a muzzle around its beak. Then you see uh, it's like looking at the woman but not attacking her and she just is petting it on the head and grins and calls out to a few people and they all climb into one of the black SUVs and it drives off and the snipe starts to follow. And so you get the sense that Puppet Master is in one of the cars following the truck. Perfect. And you come out of the vision and are you riding this bucking snipe as it occasionally just like does its little super speed bursts. Then Damien would fire a net gun at it point blank. Yeah, the net gun was a clever move, but if you do it while you're on it, you're going to get caught in the net, too. That's true. Like it would just wrap you up and, you know, not really fire that well. So no, you know what? No, it, it's just as easy. He's already staring in the eye. He can try to set it free. So yeah, while while Damien's sort of staring and bucking wild, he's going to try to cut the connection. Yeah, sure. That's another use magic. So you'll have to see. Oh, I knew they were coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. That's a five. Oh, okay. So even with any plus ones from people. Or so you think. (laughs) Or so you think. (laughs) Hugo. All right, Hugo, go for it. Oh, I thought he'd be still in too much pain to do it. Okay, sure. Oh, you've been bit, but like this is happening right next to you. Like Damien is on the snipe running beside the car that you're laying on top of. I'm like looking at him do stuff. We got a nine. Okay. That exposes you to danger? Even more danger. No. Oh but you get the plus two. So it was worth it. Yup. All right. This is fun. 
Damien, you are trying to make a connection with the snipe to banish Puppet Master's influence over this honestly innocent spirit that's being manipulated. Hugo, you look and see Damien's eyes glowing as he's trying to get like eye contact as the snipe rears and fights as it's running alongside the car. I think to help out, you might need to do something magically, Hugo, to like either calm or distract the snipe enough that Damien can get a lock with his magic. What would that look like? Hmm. I guess if anything, uh, I'm going to regret this partially. Hugo is going to put his arm out in front of the snipe so uh-huh. that it can bite down on it. Okay. And hopefully while it is biting down, it's not thinking of anything else or is not able to have other processing go on. Gotcha. Yeah. You throw out your arm for the snipe to target and it chomps seeing a target and immediately instinctively grabbing on. But you fight against that. You will take two harm. Yep. Yep. That's fine. But... Damien, that's the instant you need, and you lock eyes with the snipe and fight, which gets you, what, a mix? So there is a problematic side effect. Okay. Yep. Yep, this works. Oh, boy. (laughs) So many things happening at once here. (laughs) Damien, you... You wind up in that same psychic space where you see Puppet Master holding two little like plush dolls of snipes with like little button eyes and things and just kind of with strings attached that she's like manipulating and moving. You fling, you know, a a goopy blade, right? You form a blade out of one of your goop tendrils that cuts the strings on this uh, snipe puppet that they're playing with. And she growls at you and says, oh yeah, let's see how you like it. And throws strings from her hand out towards you. (laughs) And you just feel them into your like psychic form. And you begin to shrink and become a little Damien puppet that she whips back towards her. And we cut outside of the psychic space. Damien, you lock eyes with the snipe. It stops fighting you, but you just Eyes roll back in the head and fall off the snipe and are just now on the ground. You'll definitely take some harm from that, but you're immortal, so I don't think it'll matter. But uh, yeah, we'll deal with that in a moment. (laughs) You fall away. Hugo, the snipe biting you, releases, but it continues to run alongside and it looks at you and glances back over its shoulder at the truck and then looks at you again. And just roll me a charm check. Oh, no. I know you're bad at it, but let's just see. Eight. Okay. You would be hard-pressed to sometimes be able to recognize emotion in your human companions, but this snipe seems apologetic, and its little feathered crest kind of droops sadly. And rather than, like, turn to run away immediately like the Van Meter monster did. It leaps, gets onto the top of the truck, and kind of crouches and looks at you. What do you do? No idea. No. (laughs) 
Do you just stand there? Oh, at this point, he's not even standing. He's lying down. That's true. Are you unstable? I'm at six harm. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, so you're not looking great. Nope. Don't you have resilient, though? That only has to do with keeper moves and when I'm getting healed. Aiden's no longer holding Damien. I was going to say, Aiden is nearby. So she is going to land on the truck instead as the snipe just kind of runs and is like watching you, Hugo, like looking concerned. She will use her lay on hands ability. Hooray. Aiden, let's go. Come on. Oh, no. (laughs) It might not be all bad. Can Hugo help out? (laughs) Can he help with his own healing? Please heal me. Yeah, let's see what she's got. Because she rolled a six on the die. Gross. But it adds her cool, which is plus two. So she gets an eight, seven to nine. You can heal harm or illness as on a 10 plus, but you take it into yourself. Oh, no. (laughs) You heal two harm, Hugo, and you are stabilized. Three harm. There you go. Hayden will take two harm into herself. You see as she's got her hands with their golden aura pressing into the wound on your shoulder where the snipe bit you originally, just some blood starts to like seep into her shirt that she's got on under her jacket. She just winces a little bit. Ah, You'll be all right. I got you. I'll let you decide if you want to like engage with the snipe in a little bit, but I want to check in with Felicity. Amazing. I have the greatest idea ever. Cool. So... As Ray is fighting this dog shifter, I will be desperately tearing across the trailer and looking for something that I could use to help fight off this monster. And I'm going to use one of my new abilities Mm -hmm. called Oops. Yep. If you want to stumble across something important, tell the keeper. You will then find something important and useful. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, you're useful. (laughs) Surprisingly, I'm useful. All right. Where are you looking? Are you like tearing like drawers and things open or like? Yeah, I'm like tearing open cabinets. I'm making a big mess. Mm -hmm. Like literally like frantically going through stuff. And If I, like, you know, open a drawer and nothing catches my eye, I'll just shut it right away. Can I make a suggestion? I think I know what you're going to suggest, but go for yeah, it. That's, I mean, uh, let me let me remi- remind you all, you are fighting a, a werewolf of some kind, and underneath Whitaker's bed, there is, in fact, a gun with a single silver bullet in the chamber. Yep. In a locked chest. So, Felicity, as you are stumbling around, the trailer lurches. <laughs> You're not wearing a seatbelt and you're going very fast. You're getting knocked around and and bruised and buffed a bit. In fact, I'll say take one harm as part of this because you get like thrown into the kitchen counter uh, and kind of knocked under it. But looking up when you like shake your head and clear your vision, you see a key taped to the underside of the counter. And as things are rolling and swerving around in Whitaker's trailer, a box sort of slides from his bedroom area out into the kitchen next to you. (laughs) So I will unlock the box and be like, well, this looks like something. Yep. Okay. There's there's a loaded revolver or a revolver in there. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Um, 
All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take the revolver and I'm going to try my best to aim at the werewolf. Okay. They're not technically a werewolf. They're a dog shifter, but might be the same thing. Yeah. Still a bullet. Either way. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, hey, get get out of the way. Get out of the way, Ray. And aim the revolver and shoot. Roll kick some ass. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa, look at me go. <laughs> Mundane Felicity casts gun. <laughs> Maddie, I love you. I, You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I would like everyone to know I have a single plus one to my tough. Nine! Really? I'm gonna nine. Is that with the plus one? Yeah. I'm gonna have Ray help out. <gasps> That's a seven. Uh, so they will succeed on helping you, bumps you to a 10, and they will expose themselves to trouble or danger. Oh my god, this uh, is the greatest day of my life. On a 10 plus with kick some ass, you get an extra effect. What would you like it to be? I don't think I've ever kicked ass before. Hang on. You can get the advantage, which is plus one forward to you, or give plus one to someone else. You can inflict terrible harm, which does another plus one harm. You can suffer less harm, or you can force them where you want them. Force them out the trailer? Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> Can, for the help out kind of thing that Ray is doing, can she open the trailer door? The trailer door has been kicked in. So it's just open, wind whipping by. It's like hanging on one hinge, kind of banging against the frame as it, like, as you move along. That's great. I'm going to force him out the door. Okay. I like that. You shoot at Ray. Well, you shoot at the dog man. Mm hmm. As Ray is, like, kind of caught in, like, literally just grappling this thing. And despite their ethereal sort of ghostly appearance right now, the dogman has managed to get a hold of them and they've been sort of tussling back and forth, banging into cabinets and the walls of the kitchen. So you take a shot. It is gonna pass through Ray's like ethereal form and hit this guy uh, in the shoulder, which is still enough to send him flying backwards. And Ray manages to just grab the edge of the door as the dogman being shot kind of stumbles back, missteps, and falls out of the trailer onto the pavement. Because there is a silver bullet in this round, because this is a shifter, and shifters are basically our term for all were creatures in the world, this is going to count as a weakness and do twice as much harm. So uh, that's four harm. And because you have forced him onto the road at 80 miles an hour, I'm going to attack another two harm onto that. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to make sense. So he will take six harm all day. He is not happy. <laughs> it's just like a, a deep Doberman bark as he's shot. And then and rolls out and has to like roll on the pavement. In fact, you know, I'm going to fucking roll act under pressure for him because <laughs> you're in a car chase. That's a nine. He manages not to be run over by his compatriots as they zoom past in the big SUVs. But that's a that's a serious hit, and now you are alone with Ray in the trailer. Whoa! Although they took some of that harm as well. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Cryptid check. Does silver work on ghosts? I feel like it doesn't affect them. Traditionally, silver works on impure creatures. Is oh. the um is the lore behind it? That's why it hurts vampires and werewolves because it is considered a pure metal. 
the same way holy water damages them. It's okay. a pure Okay, so it's like a purity thing, though, not so much just supernatural. I'm not sure how it works in your lore. Yeah. Is Ray a thought? <laughs> I hadn't considered uh, weaknesses for them uh, quite oh, fully. Now, if, if Ray is more will-of-the-wisp fey, then iron might be the thing to consider. Versus silver, yeah. Versus silver. Okay, I'm going to say it does the normal amount of harm to them and not the full weakness harm. They slump to the, the floor of the trailer on their knees and lean against a counter. Still ghostly blue and this, like, you know, will-of-the-wisp head shape, but just sort of weakly resting and... It looks like they're breathing heavy. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to run over to them and I'm going to use one of the only magical abilities that I still have, mm-hmm. which is lay on hands. Yep. It's just 2d6. Is that a failure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay, Felicity. You shoot the dog man defending your defender and you go to rush over and use magic to heal. It's like the one thing you told yourself, it's okay to use this magic. It's totally fine. I'm going to heal them. And you go to put your hands on their ghostly form and the gold light seeps through their body. And the two sort of half circles as if they were lidded eyes of glowing light within the uh, blue flame shoot wide open. And they turn and clutch your jacket and they say, no, wait. And this gold light passes through their body and they vanish. Wait, what? As if they've been dissipated by a breeze. Uh, no. Maybe I won't heal anymore now either. Oh, no. No good thing comes from magic. You are now alone in the trailer, Felicity. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did two more harm. This has been an emotional roller coaster. Yep. Raven. Mm-hmm. What you doing, girl? You're on the roof of this trailer. <laughs> In fact, that's what we'll cut to is, is Felicity like staring with her hands shaking like at where Ray used to be sitting. And then the camera just pans up and through the ceiling of the trailer. And it's you with your raccoon fists going up against this wolf man. Just absolutely beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Are you kicking ass? You know what? I, I think I am. I don't think I'm going to do anything too crazy. He's still here and I still have my claws. So yeah, I'm just going to keep kicking ass. Okay. We're not. That's not good. Yeah, no, that's... I don't have any... That's a five. Ooh, Raven. Okay. Yeah. Y'all, what's with these fucking rolls tonight? The dice are betraying us. <laughs> I will say this, Raven. Mm-hmm. You have luck. I do. And I'll just put that out there as a blanket statement for everybody. You have luck. Wait, shoot, I've never used luck. <laughs> like, never? <laughs> never. Never ever Felicity. all her luck? Oh my god. I have all of my luck. Well, you might want to use it coming up. I'm not going to let you retract what just happened because it's very powerful and very good. And I don't want to I don't want to have to redo that scene. But remember that you have luck and luck can be used both to negate damage or to succeed as if you had rolled a 12. Mm. You know what? 
I think I'm going to use luck, which I just marked experience. So I have to take that off, right? Correct. If you use luck, you don't get the experience for the fail. Cool. And since we're learning new things about our own character sheets, <laughs> I'm going to bring up something that I have never brought up before. That's because I've just, my eyes glaze over and I've never read it. When I spend a point of luck, my first encounter is supposed to come up in play. It can be a flashback, new occurrence, or related event. And that's because I'm a searcher. And my first encounter was, uh, it was our first adventure. That was my first scripted sighting. That's what started me as a searcher. I think technically the first time I used luck, I might have been uh, on the old character sheet, so that didn't apply. But the most recent time I used it, this definitely should have happened too. Uh huh. Yeah, that first encounter is supposed to come up a lot because of my character type, and it doesn't. Are you thinking first encounter as in like the the Kitsune fight in Autumn Falls? Yeah. Interesting. I can think of a different first encounter for Raven. Your first encounter was ghosty. That's true. That makes more sense, actually. I always considered the first encounter to be the Kitsune fight, but yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, that does make a lot more sense. Because mm-hmm. it, um, it's, it's not super specific. It's just like as a searcher, the move that is checked off for you is first encounter. And then you pick like what kind of encounter that was. And I chose cryptid sighting. And that works for either thing that happened. Yep, it does. And read it to me one more time. Searcher special. When you spend a point of luck, your first encounter comes up in play. It could be a flashback, new occurrence, or related event. Okay. Doing it. Using luck. Specifically to kick ass. Yep. Okay. You get a 12 on your kick ass roll. What is the added effect you're going to take from that? I think I'm going to inflict terrible harm. And do another point of harm? Yeah. Because I've been trying to force them where I want them and it's not really working. Because he kind of just gets back up again. (laughs) He is huge. Yeah. (laughs) And as cool as your little raccoon gloves are, you're still (laughs) raven-sized. Yes. I'm going to inflict terrible harm. Okay. You do three harm then uh, with your raccoon claws, which also ignore armor. And so you just like tap into this like feral energy of the raccoon spirit. Can I can I throw something out there as just like a story beat? Mm-hmm. I feel like if Felicity yelled or like cried out when that happened with Ray inside the trailer, I think Raven heard it and thought like, I need to protect my friends. And it like surged some extra anger in her to take care of this shifter. I love that, yeah. Oh, that's very good. Thank you for that, Brittany. You hear this cry of just like alarm from Felicity because you're right above where the door is and something in you snaps and you're just like, fuck, she's in danger. She doesn't have anything she can do right now, right? Because she told you she's not going to do magic and you haven't felt things being crushed or gravity turning off. Like, she's apparently sticking to that. So, yeah, you hear that. And just the the raccoon voice that you're still hearing alongside the moth. And it goes, oh my God, we're just going to, we're just going to go crazy! (laughs) (laughs) And you, like a raccoon attacking something in a feral, I just, go at this uh, wolf man and start slashing at his face with your claws and like, you know, moth wing dust getting in his eyes. So he's just like, you know, unable to see at the moment. He is going to do a claw attack at you to try and get you off. Uh, It's three harm. Okay. Which you can negate some of. So I will take one. Okay. Raven doesn't even feel it. She's completely feral right now. Yep. 
we'll switch to someone else again. Whitaker, you're still driving. You can see that Raven is fighting with this wolfman up on the top of the trailer, I would think. Yeah. There's, there's got to be a view every once in a while of you like checking the upturned rear view mirror and you see them going toe to toe up there. Oh, for sure. So he is concerned. Um, (laughs) so the, uh, enemy vehicles, those are all behind us or did I hallucinate? Did I hallucinate and think that some of them had started driving up alongside the truck? The snipes had come up beside you, but the cars themselves were hanging back. It was just the snipes. Okay. And right now I think there are only two cars following you because one of them pulled over and waited for is waiting for the dog man to like catch up and get in and then try and close distance again. So like you, you have lost one vehicle as it turned around when the, the Doberman shifter like fell out and tumbled away. Okay. Well, uh, how many of you have seen uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Oh no. <laughs> Thank you, a day. A day, should I? Would that be too much? It's Monster of the Week. What's too much? So there's this incredible moment in like the first little vignette in Ballad of Buster Scruggs where the man himself, Buster Scruggs, is in a duel with some dark clad cowboy and he's being a little fancy about it. He turns his back on the cowboy, picks up a mirror, takes the gun and just sort of points it over the back of his shoulder and has a little thing about it. He's like, well, his heart's on the re- left side, but, uh, but I got the mirror, so he's flipped and reversed. So maybe I should... I better not get too fancy with it. Bam, bam, guy drops dead. It's fucking (laughs) incredible. Um, So I think we can try to recreate a little of that uh, for today. Okay, yeah. Some fancy gun work from our secret agent. Yeah, right. So point. uh, he's got the rear view mirror and he's just kind of pointing out the back like, all right, all right, he's on there, he's on there. All right, she's got him. Bam. So you're shooting at the werewolf. I am shooting at the werewolf. It is, as far as I know, the closest and most direct target we've got right now. I don't want to shoot the snipes, and they seem to be clearing off anyway. Yeah, one snipe doesn't seem to be attacking uh, Hugo anymore, and it's just sort of keeping pace with you. The other one is stuck in a net a mile back at this point. Excellent. Raven, if I shoot you, I'm sorry. Well, it's interesting because I thought you were going to shoot at the people in the trucks since you asked about them. But uh, well, no, that was so. What would that that was going to be something else? But only if they were up alongside. If they're back there, gotcha. I can't. I can't reach okay. them. There's there's no way I'm going to get a good mark. I suppose that. yeah, the range on a pistol is not that fantastic or accurate yeah. at that distance. Okay, yeah, uh, kick uh-huh. some ass on this werewolf. I believe in you. Uh, it's a nine. It's a nine. Okay, that's good. That's, that's good. It's all right. It, it won't hurt Raven. Yeah, no extra effects. Uh, you're also out of his range, so he can't hurt you back. So you're just going to do two harm. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I wish there was a way I could help out. <laughs> Your gun does not have anything in it right now, magically. I don't think so. Damien, you haven't spit-washed any piss. Yeah, so this is yeah. just a regular two harm. Might not even make a dent in the shifter, but, you know. It's not- uh, you know, it's... This is the reason I gave Raven the ignore armor. Yeah. Ooh. This this wolfman has two armor just from being a fucking monster. <laughs> All right. So I destroy the window of my car and that's it. <laughs> no, you shoot him. You, you you absolutely shoot him. And Raven, you see a bullet impact this guy as you're like clawing at him. And he's like, you know, raking you with his claws. But you just see that bullet get spit out as his body heals itself almost instantly. So it did, it did nothing. 
did nothing. He instantly healed from the, the damage it did. Okay. I was going to see if I could have Raven pin him in place so Whitaker can keep shooting, but if it's not going to... I can't break that threshold. Yeah. Okay. Driving it is. Driving it is. Good thought, though. Just because you're driving, you there are still ways for you to engage and maybe try things. Yell some helpful advice at us. <laughs> Yell some helpful advice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a Whitaker thing to, like, give advice? I think it's that you guys get a plus one on things if you follow advice he's given you before. I feel like this is an unorthodox encounter that you guys never yeah. would have trained for. <laughs> Damn. <Yeah. laughs> but if you can argue a reason why you might have a plus one from, you know, some advice Whitaker gave you, I'll let I'll let anybody do that. Quick, let's do a quick flashback scene. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever fist fighting on the top of a moving a vehicle, moving vehicle. <laughs> here are my top three tips to not die. <laughs> wow, thanks, Past Whitaker. <laughs> it's a BuzzFeed article. But it's just Whitaker telling us over breakfast. Mm-hmm. And a gif of Jean-Claude Van Damme on top of the two <laughs> trailers that are moving, it, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, Hugo, let's check in with you. You and Aiden are crouched on the top of the truck, and you've been healed and stabilized. So you're at uh, three harm? Yes. Okay. What are you doing? We are going to do some intellectual property theft. Okay. And pull a Yoshi story slash Yoshi's Island. (laughs) We're going to lock eyes with our friendly little snipe, see if it catches my drift. Yeah. It's crest kind of flutters, you know, and flares the feathers again. We're going for a ride because those epic cars need to be dealt with. I love it. Hugo, you leap from the top of the truck onto the back of this snipe. What do you do? Where are you going? Where do you like try and direct it? Uh, I'm going to try to get it to actually have us drop back. To Okay, lose speed a little bit. Yep. Gotcha. You kind of like tug on its feathers a little and it peels off a bit and does sort of a a looping, almost like it's taking an exit. And you feel this like weird jolt as it uses some of its super speed bursts. And so it's like you're and you you see like things move past you in a blur and suddenly you're a little further than you were before, right? And it's, it's weird. You feel this like energy crackling through you every time it does this. But as you come around, and come up on the two SUVs, you can now either be beside or behind or you know, however you'd like to position yourself as the snipe now is helping you to get in position against these cars that are still in pursuit. I think we're gonna get behind one of them. We're zipping around. We're probably building up some, some static electricity, some friction, if you will. Yeah, there's little lightning you know, crackles off the snipe's feet every time it does its little speed boost thing, so. And I don't know how you feel about this one, but I would like to use magic to trap a specific person, minion, or monster. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this works given there are multiple people in the car, but I want to short out one of the cars. I think that's totally fine to treat the car as a target and try to trap it and just like zap it and fry it. Use magic. And this is the one, one of the ones that I'm a practitioner in, so it'll hopefully go pretty well. Yeah, electricity's your jam. Well, not just that. But trapping things. Mm. Get an extra plus one. And that doesn't help because we get a seven. So, <gasps> A seven. Even with all of that. Oof. Well, a seven still gets you the magical effect. There will just be a glitch. 
Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So what glitch happens as you trap and you know trap this car by shorting it out? You know what? Just going with our theme of problems and such, a problematic side effect. Okay. <laughs> Could I suggest maybe immediate unwelcome attention? Or that. That works, too. I'm good with that. I I like that one for what I have planned. That's comforting. (laughs) You riding the snipe, some of the electricity that is like dancing around the snipe's feet as it runs along the pavement, catching up and closing distance between this car, shoots up to your arm. You let it fly like a lance and just basically EMP this car's carburetor, spark plug starter and and they spin out, you know, doing a bunch of uncontrolled donuts off down into the ditch of the dusty area that you're driving through. They probably like spin into a bunch of corn and get like stuck in the stalks of it. Uh, There's corn everywhere in the Midwest. The snipe gives a little like, you know, like victory cry. And you are coming around to analyze your next target and rising up from this last dark SUV. You can peer through some of the like windows which are down. There's someone in the front seat that is knocked out for whatever reason. Some debris hit them or like something flew off uh, when the you know Whitaker was firing or whatever. But someone in the front seat is just sort of slumped forward. The woman in the white lab coat is driving this car and climbing up on top of this SUV. <laughs> And rising up is a large green slime with tendrils and spikes and bright red eyes. (laughs) And Damien looks like he is about to attack you. (laughs) Fuck. Well, I guess someone's going on a trip back to the place apart again. Hello, adventurers. Natalie is in a bit of a crunch this week, so I'm helping with the ad break. Real quick, since I'm here, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review wherever you listen. Reviews are really helpful for getting our show recommended to new listeners. Sometimes we shout out the awesome people who've reviewed us, so if you'd like a shout out, that's an easy way to get us to say you're a pretty cool person. I run the Twitter that posts the shout outs, so bonus points if you can make me cry. Follow the Linktree link in our episode description to see all of our social media accounts. If you'd rather we call you a pretty cool person, say, on a Discord channel, there are two ways you can make that happen. If you join our Patreon, you can get an invite to our private fan Discord, or sign up for the sticker tier and be one of the first listeners to get some of our official art merch. You can also find our channel on the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we network and chat with a bunch of other great podcasters and fans of TTRPGs and actual play series. Check it out. We'd love to see you there. Our promo swap this week is with Goblets and Gaze, a Pathfinder actual play podcast, and with a name like that, I'm already in love. They have some really lovely character art, which you can find on their Twitter, at Goblets and Gaze, and the link tree in this episode description will take you to their other social medias. Let's listen to their trailer! What does a barbarian war criminal, an undead cultist, a pyromaniac goblin, a hot topic reject, and a bard whose family is very very cursed, all have in common. 
Well, that's very simple. They're all our main cast. We are Goblets and Gaze, a mostly Pathfinder 2e podcast set in a homebrew world. If Pathfinder isn't your thing, we have all sorts of other awesome games for you to enjoy. Join us every Wednesday for episodes of our main campaign, Blood of Kings, as these chaotic gays attempt to locate some missing royalty. Don't forget to follow us on all social media channels at Goblets and Gaze to stay up to date with our amazing projects. And remember to eat your vegetables. Now that's a sign-off even Hugo can get behind. Goblets and Gaze have at least one Monster of the Week miniseries if you want to check them out, if you'd prefer not to shift systems. But who knows, maybe you'll discover you like the sound of Pathfinder's mechanics or one of the other games they've played. As fun as Monster of the Week is, there's lots of RPG systems out there which can be just as engaging and fun to try. Listening to a system before committing to buy the source books is my favorite way to discover and get interested in trying a new game. So take some chances, adventurers. But also, take care of each other. Stay hydrated, and we'll see you next time. Damien, you are in the psychic space as a little plush jelly with puppet strings attached to you. And the puppet master is just whispering, Wow, you're new, aren't you? I've never felt anything like this before. Oh, power! This is incredible! And Hugo, you can see as Damien's battle slime form, you know, grows and continues to emerge and get larger on top of this SUV, there's a light, just like a golden aura burning brightly at the center of his core. Uh, Whitaker, you probably also see this in the rear view. Oh, what the fuck? Aiden steadying herself with her wings out on top of the truck sees this. And just mutters, shit, (sighs) takes up into the sky, starts diving back. I mean, oh, that's a question, though. She sees you in trouble, too, Raven. Uh, And Felicity just called out. I think she's going to, using her flight ability, swoop down to the trailer, grab onto the, the doorway. So Felicity, Aiden suddenly lands in the doorway of the trailer. Uh, her wings just sort of whipping behind her and her hair blowing in the breeze as you continue to move very quickly. Are you okay? I mean, yes, but I think, like, right, right. Buckle up. And she, you know, lets go, seeing that you are not physically harmed, swoops up onto the roof. Uh, and I think she'll do a round with you, Raven, before she deals with the, the Damien problem. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you do? I don't know how much longer she has with these claws and also she's still very angry yeah the like feral like like of the raccoon spirit is kind of dying down where it's like he's <laughs> <laughs> like out of breath he's tired <laughs> oh my god i love it so much um i don't know so i think you've got one more round with these claws and then they'll go away you know go okay. back to just the moth spirit again now that she's calming down a little bit, I I don't know if Raven can just be like, yep, time to murder this guy with my bare hands. I think that feeling is starting to die down. And now she's just like, I think she's freezing up a little bit. If it helps, you are fighting a wolf. He's snapping and clawing at you like he's seems perfectly okay murdering you with his bare hands. That's true. So. All right, so if she sees... She sees Aiden land on the roof with her. I don't even know if they if she needs to say anything. I think she just wants to lock eyes with Aiden, kind of nod 
and like gesture to the wolf, like help me out here and then just keep tearing into him. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. Like she she doesn't need to tell Aiden what to do. Like she's here to help clearly. Yeah, she just lands, looks at you, locks eyes and gives you a little nod and just, just runs up and it's like running across the trailer as we like have a helicopter shot of the, you know, positioning of the fight. <laughs> yes. All right, am I rolling to kick ass again? Yeah. I'm going to use different dice because these haven't been nice to me. Like, unless you would like to try a different strategy or like to do something besides just clawing at him. But like I said, your your claws are feeling like they're going to go soon. So you might want to make the most of them. I don't want to lose them without getting to use them one more time. They're the only thing that's going to get through his armor right now. Even if I try to have Windy help, I don't know how much harm that would do. Yeah. I don't think it would get through the armor. So I'm just going to kick ass one more time. And if it fails, I will learn my lesson. <laughs> I'm never doing this again. I just rolled double sixes. Yo! <laughs> Hell yes! I got confused because these ones have logos for the six. And so I like, that is the, oh, it's both of them. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. It's plus zero. <laughs> so it's a, it's a 12 total. Yeah, it's a 12. Raven. Empowered by the presence of Aiden for <laughs> for just no real reason. Yes. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah. What's your added effect you're gonna do? I think she's gonna give plus one forward to Aiden. Okay. She I think she can feel her the anger's kind of rolling down, and so she's gonna do what she can and then like kind of pass it to Aiden to finish. Cool. You do two harm to this guy. He's looking injured. The scratch marks from your raccoon attacks are not closing up the way the bullet wound did. There's like a green sort of glow in each of the raking claw marks that's just like preventing him from activating his shifter healing abilities. I would like Raven to claw a few more times and then kind of take a step back and like kick him in the chest and use the moth wings to like propel her forward a little bit and kick him towards Aiden. Yeah, ooh, I like this. And kind of like a he's yours now, like passing him off. Yep, yep, yep. She's feeling very badass in this moment. <laughs> I'm done with him. <laughs> okay. She did not roll great, but her tough is a three. And you get plus one from me. And with plus one. So that makes it a, a four plus five is a nine. Not bad. Not bad. Not terrible. So yeah, you slash slash at him. He will claw you again. He'll take another harm. Just the one though, because you negate the other two. So I take one gets through. One gets through. Okay. Then as you like kick off and let the moth cloak flare out and catch you, so you're fluttering in the air again and you land on the roof of the trailer, Aiden just is right behind your attack, following up. Her fist glows golden and she comes up with an uppercut as this guy goes to bite at you and just knocks his lower jaw up into his top jaw. Ooh. He's looking hurt. He will use his claw to slash at her in a counterattack. Uh, he slashes at her, but she just throws her arms up in a, like a, a cross block uh, and she gets knocked back. Uh, and so now it's the two of you kind of slowly getting up to face this guy as he's now looking ragged and he spits out one of his fanged teeth and it ding, 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 and flies off the back of the trailer as you're speeding along. Hell yeah. <laughs> Coming at you, you know, he's fucking pissed. <laughs> Hugo, you're riding on a snipe and Damien is a top <laughs> this SUV sending a massive tendril of slime uh, at you. What are you doing? You see, if I knew that he was being controlled, I have something I would do, but I have no idea. You have no idea what's going on? 
Yeah. Damien's attacking you. It's a betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> we knew this would happen eventually. Contingency plans, go. <laughs> yeah. uh, if anything, we're going to just play defensively for now until we figure out what's going on. Okay. How are you defending? By defensively, I mean throwing up ice walls. Mmm, okay. What does that give you in terms of armor? In this case, it ends up being a three armor, magic barrier, close, obvious, loud. But more specifically, the thing that I keep forgetting is that combat magic also triggers the other stuff of kick some ass. Yes, it does. So go ahead and roll, and we'll see. Twelve. Ooh, Hugo! Is kick some ass an advanced move for you? Nope, not in the slightest. I don't have any. Well, your ice wall totally succeeds. No glitch. You get anything on a 10, though? Well, it has the regular 10 stuff for kick some ass, and it never glitches because it's not Oh, no, magic. right. This is, this is a kick some ass thing. It's not use magic. Yeah. So what's your added effect you're going to do? You know, because it's a, a WTF moment, we're going to take plus one forward just in case. <laughs> okay, sure. This spiked slime tendril comes flying at you in the snipe. You react quickly and throw up an ice barrier, which it smashes into, and the cold of this ice magic suddenly appearing also freezes that portion of the tendril, and it travels back up the ooze body of Damien and just sort of snaps off as the car continues to whip forward, uh, and it just falls to the ground and crumbles into pieces. The snipe runs up the vertical surface of the ice wall, leaps down over the top, and continues pace, and... Yeah, Damien, can we get a, a demonic scream? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Damien, however, that's just your body attacking. You're going to get a turn right now, and I need you to try and break the control uh, that the Puppet Master is exerting on you. Would you like what Damien is attempting to do mentally? I, I want to hear what Damien is doing in this situation. You know you're being controlled because you saw this effect happening to the snipes, so you can assume, even though you're not like seeing what's happening, that you are being used as a weapon against your friends right now. So in an Aladdin-esque fashion, when Puppet Master is discovering, oh, you know, he's got resistance to damage. He can go through objects. He can shape shift. I've got the life drain. And, you know, Damien is mentally sort of sending over a lot of the things he's done in the past in the pocket dimension and just trying to overload with information. And then he mentions that one thing he hasn't done before is to summon monsters because that's one of the magic moves one can do. Yes, it is. I reckon that someone who can mind control things would be very interested in summoning more things that they could mind control, but might overestimate their ability to actually control those things once summoned. Oh, man. Durs, have I ever told you that you are a gift? I'm very forgetful. An absolute treasure. This is so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. Okay. 
you you are you're you're giving up this information. You're leading Puppet Master down a path that you think she'll follow. Roll manipulate someone. That's what this is. Oh, thank God I'm charming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an eight. An eight. Okay. They know that King wants you guys captured and brought back. They I think we're definitely given orders that like you're a priority. And so I think they they are going to take your bait here, but they are going to have you summon some stuff. So the puppet master tugs on one of the strings in this psychic space and you feel your magic being utilized. And it's almost like you send out a sonar call. And you hear coming back, almost like echolocation. Hedgecrest! And bubbling up through the asphalt in front of you and gathering in swirling tornadoes of discarded litter from the side of the road. Trash crabs and sludge creatures made of asphalt tar and liquid oil slick from cars leaking on this back country road all just start to form as the cars speed along and they immediately pursue and just chase. And Hugo, you look back and see, you know, what is becoming an army of Leviathan demons now as the third element of this car chase sequence. Oh, no. So sometimes it's not obvious when I'm serious and when I'm joking around, but I was joking around. <laughs> I didn't really mean we should summon a whole bunch of dudes. I'm just kidding. This is great. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, look, the ramifications of my actions. Hmm. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, that was a bit. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I think I think that's that's that. Damien's monster form made an attack at Hugo. You blocked it. And then he did a magic thing to deal with Puppet Master. So we are back with Whitaker Felicity. Anything you guys want to try and do right now before we jump back to our girls on the roof? No, I'm, I'm going to stay put in the uh, in the trailer for right now. OK, buckle myself up. Just like Aiden told me. Hmm. All right. You buckle in and you can hear the footsteps above on the roof of the trailer. But the swerving has kind of stopped since there's not as many things attacking or making Whitaker have to drive anything but straight and steady. Whitaker, are you going to engage or attempt anything here? Can I can I tell if there's an enemy car right behind the trailer? The puppet master with Damien atop the roof of her SUV is still following you in pursuit. Cool. I would say there may be like two to three car lengths behind you. Okay, cool. Let's make that zero car lengths. I'm hitting the brakes. Interesting. Yes. Just um, you know, maybe take out a windshield, take out their uh take out the front of their car. You want them to rear end you? I want to rear end them is what's happening. Here's all right, here's my here's the science, right? In terms of inertia, we have them beat. 
It's a trailer and a truck. If anyone's getting more damage, it's them, and we're hitting the engine, whereas they're hitting the back of the trailer. So worst comes to worst, Whitaker's headboard is smashed in. What a tragedy. Right, 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 right. His mahogany headboard. <laughs> oh, the mahogany. <laughs> I hope you realize this is an incredible sacrifice. Yes. Okay. I'm glad that- I buckled up. Yeah, 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 I'm glad you buckled up too. All right. But it's like, yeah, so the two people that I care about on top of the trailer, they can both fly. Hugo's no longer up there. Felicity is contained. Uh, mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah. Get the brakes. Okay. Act under pressure to do this in a way that will not somehow cripple your vehicle. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to use luck. If this- oh, no, it's a 10. We're good. <laughs> okay. You do what you set out to do. So, Whitaker, you hit the brakes, and Puppet Master is, to be honest, driving distracted. You know, she's having her, you know, mind clutches on Damien, and is watching the road, but kind of like half paying attention, half in the psychic space, and then just like, oh shit! Uh, or rather, Crocky! <laughs> <laughs> is she, are they Steve Irwin? Is that the deal here? Like, if Steve Irwin were evil? We're an evil person who could control animals. <laughs> yeah, right? Instead of loving and adoring animals, they just control them. Anyway, continue. Yeah. They're they're the villain from Rescuers Down Under. Oh, nice. Yep. Or inspired Excellent. by, you know. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, so she tries to hit the brakes or swerve out of the way, but is definitely at least going to like clip the front of her car or her SUV against the back of the trailer. Felicity, there's a terrible jolt. I guess you you mess up her car like a lot and she'll probably have to slow down. It probably bursts a tire as like a piece of the, you know, structure of her SUV goes back and stabs into it, which then, of course, has the car like wobbling all over the road. She's jamming on the brakes, trying to slow down, slow down, slow down. And the back of the trailer is kind of fucked up, but not enough to affect the wheels, which are much further forward. And you continue to pull uh, ahead, Whitaker. Raven, I'm going to have to have you and Aiden make act under pressure rolls since you're standing on top of this when it gets hit by the car. Oh, God. Okay. That's fine. She can fly. She can fly. It's fine. How'd you do? Not amazing. Y'all. Hold on. Act under pressure. Wait, wait, wait. Act under pressure. That's that's a seven. So, okay. Not the worst. Okay. It's a six. I'm going to burn the hold that I had against you from last session. No, do it. No, that's good. Because Aiden also has a seven. Um, and they make hers a six, too. Fuck. Because I had one against both of you and I'm going to burn them both now. Good on you, because I completely forgot about it and was being incredibly reckless. Oh, it's it's right at the top of my notes for, for remembering to do things. So we followed Don't through. Don't forget. To fuck over your players just a little bit. As a treat. Don't at me. I follow through on holds. <laughs> it might take a session or two. <laughs> As a treat for Natalie. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, so we both fail? You both fail. Uh, you're not expecting this. The whole time Whitaker has been fleeing, fleeing, fleeing. And honestly, you guys have just enough time. And you're focused on the fucking demon army that's now risen up. out of the the road right you're not seeing what the truck is doing your eyes are not on that you've got a werewolf in your face like and so they hit and you guys just both fly off literally someone help me physics wise would they fly back or forward 
It depends on if Whitaker slammed the brakes and then he like slammed on the brakes enough that the car, the SUV hit us, but then sped off again. Trailer going this way. Yep. Brakes. You guys would fall this. Uh, you would continue moving forward. They would continue moving forward as it braked suddenly and yes. then it would hit the back, but they would already be flying off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We would like fall off. We wouldn't be on our feet anymore. And then as he speeds away, we would probably fly off the back of the trailer if it happened fast enough. Here's the thing. If we are deciding that inertia wise, the tr- the enemy car does not have a lot of weight on the trailer, then that the actual collision would be nowhere near as uh, uh, yeah transformative as like the actual braking the braking is going to hurt you first and it's going to hit you hardest yeah that's what i was thinking you slamming on the brakes would send us tumbling yeah and then accelerating forward or the the suv hitting us would be what would have us tumble off of the roof so we'd honestly probably end up falling off the sides i think what's going to happen here just to really like hammer home the hold that i'm that i'm burning a hold against both of you i'm gonna do a thing as keeper so you guys get knocked onto your feet. The werewolf, however, with his canine enhanced hearing, hears the brakes activate and expects something. And his claws, he just goes down and holds and lurches, but he's going to get his footing. And it also sort of puts him into a, a pounce that he can just let the momentum come forward. And two big werewolf clawed hands grab you and Aiden Fuck. By the head and just slam you down onto the roof of the trailer. No. Yep. Bam, bam. Oh. And just, you know, snarling in your face as you feel him trying to crush you. So it'll be another harm. Because it's three. Because it's his claw attack. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm okay. That hurt, but I'm okay. Yep. Aiden also is going to take a harm from that. And you see, she kind of like didn't expect to. Mm-hmm. So that's some free harm from the werewolf. Yeah, Whitaker, you're pulling away and it seems like your tactic worked. You don't see that SUV coming after you. It's it's slowing to a halt, but you do see stuff is coming, racing towards the SUV where you see a large Damien creature that is now like whipping tendrils at Hugo on the snipe as it sort of circles the SUV, staying within range. I was really hoping the mind control would be disrupted. Given all the crazy stuff that's happened, I think it's going to take more than just like slamming on the brakes and like fucking her car up to get her to lose control. No, no airbag to the face. I'll, I'll have her act under pressure. We'll just see. Hell yeah. Constitution saving throw to maintain concentration. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Seven on the die. She's a minion, so she doesn't have like a stat to add to that. But that's ah, still well, Nyx either yeah, way. That'll do it. Damien, I'll let you make another charm roll to try and beat that. You probably will because you're very charming. I am 13 charming. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay. You hear that ping and the cry of Leviathan and your uh, flight or fight kicks on. Drawing on your inner ability to manipulate humans, you push back against the Puppet Master's uh, manipulation of you. I think in that psychic space, when the car happened, 
her psychic avatar lurched forward and fell onto the ground and dropped Puppet You and was like kind of getting up and shaking her head a little bit. And Puppet You becomes yourself and the green eyes flash and she looks up. Oh no. Her eyes turn green and her form starts to shrink and become a little doll of the Puppet Master in this space. Yo! What? And you can blink and wake up in your body, which is now in huge big battle mode on top of the SUV. <laughs> She's just sitting there with like green eyes holding onto the car as it is pulled over and just smoking. And the horde of your brethren is now on your tail. Okay, Hugo, we are getting out of here. They are all going to go after her since she's the last person to have seen me yes. alive and around. Uh, so <laughs> is there room in your pocket? And Damien's just going to start lurching over towards Hugo. Shrinking as you move. Yep. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> First, you're trying to kill me. And then what? I, I, I will heal you. We are in trouble. You know what? Okay, fine. Let's go. And Hugo's going to just turn around and start just tossing up ice walls as best he can. <laughs> and run. Like roadblocks? Yep. Oh, I love Hugo. Run away. All right. Damien, you transform from a massive slime monster, you know, comparable to the size of this SUV. And you just sort of, and with each little pseudopod grab, you get smaller and smaller and smaller until you're like a little thing of silly putty that just leaps into Hugo's pocket. So good. Uh, and the snipe and speeds away uh, to catch up with the trailer as ice walls just sort of rise out of the ground and are smashed or torn apart or just glooped over by slimes that are now chasing uh, you all. What are you guys doing? I'll check with whoever now, because you are about to regroup. I'm healing my boy Hugo. I think he's still definitely bloodied up. Mm -hmm. It's been worse. Damien would be administering some healing magic. Okay, go for it. So it's double sixes. <laughs> nice. And I have advanced magic. So it heals the one. There's no glitch, and the keeper gives an added bonus. An added bonus. If by the one, you mean the two. The two, because Hugo heals extra whenever he is healed. If I give you one more healing, are you back to full, Hugo? Yep. We'll just do that. Hell yeah. Golden energy from Damien passes into Hugo's body, and all your wounds and cuts and scrapes, and the rest of the snipe bite <laughs> healed. Uh, and you feel refreshed and energized and you, you speed along. I mean, you can see the werewolf still on top of the trailer as Whitaker is driving. Have you slowed down at all, Whitaker? Or are you keeping it going at 80? He, uh, he probably would have sped back up to maybe 70 just to keep out of pace of the new shit following us. But he probably won't be back on breakneck speeds just because that engine is uh, it's in critical. Yeah. Oh, I have a t an awful scene in mind. Do you? Do you? I don't know if I want to commit to it. <laughs> well, it was it was something that Durr said where he, you're absolutely right. The demons go after Puppet Master. Yes! They yeah, just do they sure because do. that's the precedent. Ooh. Is it like a scene of a zombie horde just going over a person? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That is what that is. 
I wasn't thinking that we would lose Puppet Master so soon. Oh my god. Define lose. I mean, I don't see a world in which they defend themselves. Oh, she's gonna reign in hell though, or they're gonna reign in hell. <laughs> I mean, she's just sitting there, mind controlled to like, not do anything. And these demons just sw- like, you look back oh. over Hugo's shoulder, Damien, uh, you like little pop out and like one eye and you can see the SUV is there and there's a couple ice walls. And then it's like one of the ice walls gets broken through by a trash crab and another one just like a black ooze goops over it and then more are coming and the SUV itself gets like first hit by a trash crab and it spins a little bit then an ooze just sort of like pours through the windows and another trash crab like climbs up top of it reaches and pulls the back of it off like a tuna can and another ooze just like and pseudopods violently just like swerve in. They grab the person who was knocked out in the front seat and you just hear as he like swallows them. And then, uh, then, you know, it pulls Puppet Master out on a pseudopod as well. And the trash crab that pulled the roof bag like grabs her with two claws and just and she's torn apart by these demons trying to like get at you. (laughs) Like it is, it was awful. Yeah, wow. Goodbye, Puppet Master. Uh, your reign was short, but holy shit. <laughs> it was, uh, see, I was going to say, like, oh, Natalie, if you want it to be sort of like, a, a <laughs> you know, an ambiguous thing of, oh, maybe she did make it out alive. <laughs> if, you, yeah, if you don't see them die on camera, who knows? Maybe they survived. No. No, no mean, that was front and center. Wow. She got ripped in half. She oh, got torn oh. apart by these demons. Like she's mind controlled. She was just like expressionless the whole time. Ragdoll Jeez, the whole time. So horrifying. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. It's so dark. I love it. Oh, that's so good. Because I'm thinking like they, it was trying to kill Dr. Singh. It was going after Felicity's mom. Like, that's the whole thing. Deadly intent. So like with no one to defend her and no one like no way to react to anything. Back. Not fighting back, not fleeing. Just like a like a flood haunting. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I do like the idea of Hugo fleeing and thinking he's going to be attacked and then the demons just like going around him to get to the SUV. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Well, we still have to resolve Werewolf. I have an idea. Okay. We'll check in with Raven then. As Damien, you just quiver seeing what these things are doing to your latest victim. So is the is the werewolf like holding our heads down? Like he smashed them into the roof of the trailer. Is he holding us there? Yes, currently. Okay. I think he he's holding you both down, and it looks like he's going to bite one of you. Mm-hmm. Raven is going to, if she can say out loud, I don't know how much her face is smashed into the, the roof of the trailer. She's going to call for Wendy, and she's going to ask Wendy to hop out and just shoot, shoot this fucking werewolf right in the face. Yes, okay. This is kicking ass, but it's your familiar, and I think in the past we've let you roll your weird for that. Yes. So it's essentially a a combat magic using your tarot cards. Come on, Wendy. 
one of my dice landed up on top of my other dice, so I'm gonna re-roll it. Okay. It like ended up in a pile. Just gonna try that again. Okay, that is a 10 total. Cause the werewolf looks bad, right? He certainly looks worse than he did. Like a okay. lot worse. And do, do Windy's arrows, is that magical damage or no? It would be, yep. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure they've done three harm in the past. Okay, because I, I was debating between like literally shoot him in the face or shoot one of the wind blasts to like blow him back again. Because he wouldn't have another SUV to hop in to catch back up. Right. So even if we don't kill him, he'd at least be gone. But also the satisfaction of like an arrow between the eyes at this point. Yeah. Would be very good. I'll say this. He, I mean, he's strong as fuck. And he's holding you there with the same level of strength that, you know, he was fighting you with. So you Mm -hmm. don't feel that his physicality is affected by the damage he's taking. He's kind of raging and berserking through it. Okay. Despite all the visible wounds you can see. So I will say this. You have the ability to do any of the 10 plus kicks mass effects. So whatever one you want to do will kind of determine what Wendy's sneak attack here does. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to chance it with just damaging. I'm going to force him where I want him and I'm going to get him off. You guys have Wendy just blast them off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. You call out. Can I get it like a muffled like (laughs) Wendy? Get him out of here. (laughs) And you hear the familiar of a wind pickup, despite the fact that you're on top of a fucking moving trailer. (laughs) Extra wind on wind. But you hear that draw back of their bow and their quill fires towards the werewolf who, as he's going down to like bite Aiden, sees it coming and rears back a little bit. It gets him kind of in like the side of the neck and just like a, you know, mini tornado pushes him away from you when he loses his grip trying to grab at the roof of the trailer so that he doesn't fall off. He is off you. That attack does one harm to him. He's still up. Aiden is not going to waste any time. She kips up immediately. She's going to go and try and punch him to even further knock him back. That is a seven plus her tough is a 10. Her smite, we're counting as a weakness. This is fun. She's going to give you plus one forward. Aww. So she's going to do her normal, well, her, her weakness four to him. And as he's like pulling the quill out of his neck, she just comes up and haymakers him. And she'll just follow it up with a second one, like in his sternum. And you hear like a crunch uh, as like a blast of gold energy is sent through his body. He is going to just react instinctively and slash at her, which kind of sends her down to one knee. And she looks back at you on the trailer and she's like, come on calling for you to like finish this i have an idea and i don't know if it's dumb or not in this very important moment what's your idea i kind of want windy to hand me a quill and i want to use that to stab it yeah like in the chest yeah 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 i'm i'm hoping that even if it's not magical damage, I'm hoping that because like a bullet kind of goes in and then pops out because he heals, but something long enough that will like stab into his heart or lungs long enough to do some damage before it can heal him. So you're, you're going to run at him. 
yeah, if Wendy's on Raven's shoulder, she's going to get up and, like, hold her hand out to ask for a quill. Mm-hmm. Instinctively, they pluck one and hand it to you as they cling to your back, and you run forward on this moving trailer, right? So you're moving pretty quickly because you're running against the direction of the trailer. She's going to jump up and stab him in the chest. And you feel the quill sink in, and you just push harder, and it goes even further. And there's a... <gasps> And there's a brief moment here where you are kind of clutching this thing with your legs like bunched up in like a little squat on his chest. Do you have anything to say? I don't think she's going to say anything to him. He doesn't deserve it. She wants to kick him off the back of the trailer. You kickflip off of him. You do karate. You do some macro. Uh, Raven, <laughs> you know, flips off him uh, like one of those wall kicks, right? Wall kickoff flips and you land on the trailer, like arms wheeling to try and like keep your balance, right? And you just see him fall back, hit the pavement, roll a couple times and lay there slumped. And you feel Aiden quickly like grabs you to pull you back on. And she just smiles as she's like got some blood coming down like her side of her face. Nice footwork. (laughs) Thanks. Let's get inside. And she now sees the, like, demon horde that's, like, charging and Hugo approaching on the snipe. I'm going to say this. Slimes are not fast. Neither really are trash crabs. None of Leviathan's monsters are really built for speed. If you guys want to just leave and outpace these demons, you could. Hell yeah. Yeah, Whitaker's put, putting some fucking distance between these folks. Okay. Yeah, I'm up for that too. All right. So you guys drive for a bit. Does Does Whitaker stop long enough for like Hugo to hop in and like for us I was to get sorted say, and get there's back like enough time I think well, like because they've all kind of congregated around that SUV you could pull over briefly or slow down enough that like Aiden and Raven could sit, you know, fly climb into the back seat Hugo could kind of get off the snipe permission to do a thing yeah yeah do a thing what's your thing because when you got a Yoshi you have to betray the Yoshi oh <laughs> What? Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. What What are you going to do? That which is supposed to be done. You run up and then you jump off of it. And Yoshi's left behind. Okay. (laughs) It's the way. Uh Uh-huh. It'll make sense when you read the F chat. Don't worry. Oh, you're going to love this F chat. All right. I like to think that we don't stop, but like Aiden and Raven help Felicity into the truck. Like we slow down and we get everyone back into the cab. And so like Hugo can jump off the snipe into the cab. We get so that way we're all together mm-hmm. and we're back in the truck and we just keep going. Yeah, Hugo, you, you can leap from the snipe into like the passenger seat, uh, I guess, if someone holds the door open for you. However, as you leap from the snipe, you feel a tingling on your arm and the snipe keeps pace with you for a little bit, locking eyes with you, Hugo, and just uh, how to train your dragon kind of moment, right? Like it's, it's looking at you intensely and you feel something happening. You're not sure what, but then it, and like, not like a horse because it's only a two-legged animal, but like 
rears and then peels off and you see it with its little super speed things away off into the horizon, away from the horde of demons and presumably back to go free its friend from the net. I'm here for that. Yeah. So with enough time passing, you are able to put enough distance between yourselves and the demons that you feel like you've, you've evaded them. You've lost that particular horde of them. Who's going to deal with them? Uh, you don't know. Maybe they'll give up and go back or, you know, be resummoned or whatever. But they are not chasing you and you guys have a moment to breathe again as you're severely dented in back half of the trailer <laughs> and you roll along. What's everyone's harm? One on Whitaker. Aiden's at three. I'm at three. You're at three well. too, Raven. Let me check. Hang on. I might be at three too. Really? Yeah, she got hurt, like knocked around a bunch. Oh, jeez. Yeah, about three. Shit. Guess it's time to heal, folks. Hey, what's Ray's harm? Hey, Ooh. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's interesting, Whitaker. Where is Ray? Ray's not here. Yeah, there was a there was a head count. There was a very quick head count. Whitaker does ask where Ray is. Does Felicity give an answer, or is is it just like she just a, silent? A shake of the head, and they drive off. Felicity, hmm, I think I'm going to make a very important character decision right now. Ooh, do I want to do that? Trauma response. Yeah, I want to do that. Okay. What are you doing? Felicity is going to say, um, the, the dog man got her. Okay. I'm sorry, Felicity. They just vanished. Two things. Everybody in the truck, it's kind of quiet. Uh, you all might have your own like reactions to this. Whitaker, you hear Aiden in the back seat. <sighs> Damn it. Raven, you know Felicity's lying. Raven's not going to mm -hmm. react in any kind of way other than to like pat Felicity on the leg or the arm or something. Just like, okay. And I think if there's like a first aid kit in the truck, uh, glove compartment or something. I think we're just kind of passing stuff around and bandaging ourselves up a little bit as we go. You guys drive for several hours. Fortunately, Whitaker's a very good action driver and the trailer is doesn't seem to be leaking fluid or, you know, unable to be driven in the state that it's in. You know that it's a fucking mess and that your door has been blown off, but it's still a place you guys can stay at night and bring with you. Whitaker, how late would you push the group? Like how long are you going to stay on the road? How long would Whitaker keep driving after that? Because I feel like someone would want to switch out and just let him take his hands off the wheel for a little bit. Oh, you'd have to fight him on it. He's not, he's not giving up that wheel. White knuckles, yeah. Yeah, he's not giving up that wheel. And uh, We would definitely offer, at the very least. He puts a lot of distance between mm -hmm. them like you guys this is this is more driving than Whitaker's done in a while it is it is late 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 into the night before there's a, even like a sign of stopping yep hey uh Whitaker we don't have to keep going we were attacked by the lab coat person from the snipe poachers and that was taken care of there's no more Mind controlling the flying guy or the snipes or anybody else. We're, we're, we're good now. We thought it was taken care of when we blew up the camp. Damien told everyone what happened, right? 
like in the time that we've been driving, we've all, everybody knows people can keep secrets if they want, but do we want to establish that Damien let everyone know about the mind control? And Damien, you're pretty much the only person that clocked like what was going on there because of your magic use to like understand what that situation was. Yeah. How much do you share? I guess is a better like question. People maybe could be piecing it together a little bit since the snipe was mean and then friendly to Hugo and you know, that kind of thing. But Damien would explain everything aside from his sort of pushing forth the idea of summoning mm-hmm. the yeah. the demons. That was just one of the things that the puppet master figured out. I feel like that's super reasonable. Yeah. And we wouldn't question it. And Raven knows he's lying. <laughs> Raven knows he's lying. If he doesn't mention it, she can't tell that he's that's lying true. about it. And, I mean, there's also the fact that, like, Damien was doing a bunch of magic and he was this big thing. People might just be assuming that the demons showed up because you guys had this crazy fight with all this magic happening and it was like a beacon going off anyway. Also, I feel like Damien, I don't want to say he lies a lot, but he says a lot of things that are kind of on the edge of Raven being like, is he lying? So, like, (laughs) if this, if it comes up a little bit, she probably just doesn't think anything of it. It's just how Damien talks. Exactly, yeah. It's just how he talks. <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. But yeah, as long as we're all up to speed on all of that. Yep. I think cool. you are all up to speed. I would like to do one more thing. Sure. Any Anything you guys want to have happen in the car for this like long period of what is mostly silence and just like resting, we can do now. I just wanted to skip the conversation of all of us telling each other what happened in the fight and just say that that happened. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait for you know, everyone to be asleep or some semblance of sleep, except for Whitaker. Well, Damien and Aiden don't sleep. Whitaker's driving. So I don't, I'm going to say this, Felicity, no one is sleeping right now. That's fair. You're not, you're not going to get a moment where like people are asleep after this. Everyone is on edge. Even after like the adrenaline wears off, people are watching the horizon. Everyone's checking behind them now and again. Like this was, this was an ambush attack. So I don't I don't think you're going to have a moment where it's like, oh, yeah, people just nod it off. Not the energy in the car right now. All right. Well, I'll just tell it to everybody then. Whitaker. Yes, Felicity. Um, I used your gun. Um, good. Um, that's that's fine, Felicity. You, um, yeah, um, that's totally fine. I mean, if that if that protected you, then that yes, you have access to any of the weapons I keep. In the trailer. Whitaker, this one seems, it was, it was like in a box and then somehow I found the key to the box and then I opened it up and there was a gun in there. Was a, it a, uh, a six shot revolver? Is that the one with the spinny thingy on it? Uh, yes, that, that is the one. Yep. I, uh, I, uh, I guess that explains why the, Dogman stopped bothering you pretty quickly. I shot him, and that was scary, but then he just flew out the door, onto the road, and away he went. Are you okay? Um, no. But, like, physically, I'm fine. What a strange bit of poetry that is. I really thought I was going to miss him, too. That was the most horrifying moment of my life. Um, it's, 
Yeah. It's scary, shooting point blank. Uh, I think it's scarier how much you can't miss. Mm. But yes, um, it's probably a good thing you got your hands on that one. That is a gun specifically designed for that exact purpose. <laughs> of all the weapons in the trailer, I, it is alarming that you found that one. Yeah, it was really weird. It just kind of slid to me. Just was like, oh, here you go. I, yeah, I never really thought I'd be taking it out again, honestly. Well, you didn't. I did. <laughs> that you did. Um, you didn't happen to um, see anything else in that box, did you? Uh, I was a little bit busy. Yep, that's fine. Didn't have a, the, you know, time to look around, really. Missed it by that much. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, no, well, um, well, thank you for letting me know. Thank you for letting me know, Felicity. Um, I can talk with you more about it later, but, um, do you still, do you still have the gun? No. All right. I'll make sure that gets put away later, but I think that was, I think it's empty now. It was just one shot, right? It was? There should only be- Holy shit. I got so lucky. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's call it that. Just what I man, maybe I should get a gun. Uh Felicity, I can I can um I can teach you to shoot if that's something you'd be interested in. Yeah, Felicity, I have plenty of guns now. We do have a um a worrying amount of guns. I don't know. I just uh, I felt like there was nothing else that I could do. This time. Like, I'm useless now, almost. I did shoot a dog man. That was pretty cool. But um, I'd like to have some kind of way to defend myself from specifically monsters. That's it. Whitaker, you're driving. Dark out. See a light up ahead. No. Kind of blinking. No. But kind of also like it's a swinging flashlight. Does anyone else see it? Do you point it out? Whitaker thinks he's hallucinating because he <laughs> hasn't slept in a while and is on the verge of a anxiety attack at all times. But he does start to slow the car a bit. You slow the car. Who's who's in the passenger seat? Hugo is. Unless you guys moved around. Hugo? Um, huh? Do you see that? Look, up ahead. Hmm. No, it's right. Hmm? Do you see that? See what? Hugo, you see the blinking light. I'm losing my mind. See what? I'm joking, Whitaker. Yes, I see there's a light in front of us. Hugo, you can't do this to me. Not today. Not today. (laughs) All right. You slowly start to pull up. You see it's someone walking with a flashlight. What is this? Aiden sits up in the back seat. What the hell is going on? Something weird's happening. Raven, you can see the figure now walking. Mm-hmm. Is it who I think it is? They're wearing the dusty gray jacket, holes in the elbows, floppy beanie, blue hair poking out from underneath, and a pair of boots with no laces. Does Whitaker pull up next to them? Do you? Whitaker looks back at Felicity. Oh shit, they made it. 
Is Raven next to the window? Sure. Oh, actually, here's an important question. Felicity, from what the rest of the car knows, Ray is not in any way magical, right? Or at least no more so than we were suspecting and theorizing about. Right. Nobody nobody saw Ray in their ghostly wisp form before. Felicity, um, is that Ray? Raven, do you roll the window down? Raven rolls the window down. We should just go. It's fine. Figure turns around. Whitaker has his hand on his gun. This is a fucking trap. Back in the pocket I go. It's Ray. And they wave. Hey, how's it going? Do they wave with a familiarity or do they wave in the exact same way that they wave the first time of like, hey, stranger? Is there any recognition on their face? More like the first time. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Raven's going to call out and just be like, hey, do you need a ride? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. Uh, are you guys, where are you guys headed? Whatever direction this is. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love a ride. Raven's going to look to everyone else's car and be like, do you mind? Let's just see what happens. I actually do mind. Okay. They come up to the window. They're like chatting with you, Raven. Like, oh, you look kind of full. I mean, I suppose we could squeeze in. Hey, Felicity. Hey. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I no longer mind. Okay, my Raven was going to look to Whitaker of like, oh, if, if you're not okay with this, we, I'm taking it back. But Raven is looking to Whitaker for the next, next move. She took charge for three seconds and is now taking it back. Ray? Uh, yeah, I should know my name. We've met. What are you doing out here? Oh, really? Huh, my memory's not so great. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we have before. Uh, like a gas station, a couple towns back or something? We, we gave you a ride before. Whoa, really? Oh, man, I must have been super out of it. Uh, wow. Well, hey, I'm Ray. Uh, it's nice to meet you all. So, well, yeah, my buddy Felicity right there. Where do you know Felicity from? Autumn Falls. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Felicity, your oops just paid off. Ooh. From last session. Oh. Oh. So, uh, can I get a ride or what? I mean, what's what's up? I'll take it if you're offering. I got, uh, and they pull out their wallet. It's the same duct tape one. I got like five bucks and a subway card. Is that? You don't owe us anything. Yeah, come on in. We got room. Awesome. You guys are cool. Wow, Felicity, it's good you have such nice friends. They climb in and like squeeze into the back with Raven, Felicity, and Aiden. I feel like I know the answer to this, but I just need to ask. As far as Raven can tell, they're being genuine when they say that they met Felicity in Autumn Falls, right? That's the truth. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to be sure, because I really do need to get in the habit of asking that more often. Before they get in, I will lean up in between, like, the middle seats, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the, the two front seats, and whisper as quietly as I can to Whitaker. It's probably not as weird as you think. She's kind of a ghost thing so or they're kind of a ghost thing all right cute dog thanks hi ruby <laughs> ruby's wondering why we stopped she thinks it's time to get out for a walk next town's just a few miles up so we'll be stopping soon we're doing hotel tonight sounds good to me i want to read a bad situation <laughs> go for it it's a nine I get, I believe, one question. I would like to 
ask. Well, let's let's do an in-character question. Let's do a Whitaker wants to know. What's the biggest threat? And is it Ray? Is Ray dangerous in this moment? Ray exudes right now the same friendly, amicable energy that they did the first time you ran into them and picked them up, Whitaker. All right. In that case. Would you like to investigate a mystery? Let's that let's do that. Let's do that. You do know that Felicity lied to you because she said the Wolfman got Ray and she just whispered to you she's like a ghost thing. And those stories don't line up. And she's Ray's clearly fine. It's not like we found her banged up and scratched walking down the road. I would like you, Whitaker, to roll investigate a mystery here and see how you do and then ask some questions. Um, yeah, I got a seven. It's actually kind of hard to to choose a question because what sort of creature is it I don't think is going well, actually. Emery. Yeah, uh, Whitaker pulls open the little, like, glasses container, takes out the little fancy lenses, and just puts them on, looks in the rear view. Your heart almost leaps up into your throat for a second, and you grip the wheel real tight. But minutes pass, and you're just constantly checking, constantly checking, looking back, looking back, and sitting in the back seat, amicably chatting with Felicity and Raven, and occasionally Aiden pipes up and talks to them as Ray is talking. But with your glasses from Theo, that can see past hidden and secret things, you look in the rearview mirror, and you see the ghostly form of a nine-tailed fox. And that's where we'll end our session. What? <laughs> you cannot even begin to imagine how fast my, like, <gasps> my hand is on my chest right now because my heart is beating so fucking fast right now. Oh, I oh am clearing God. 130 BPM. What the <laughs> fuck? <gasps> Holy shit. Oh my god. Holy shit. We'll see you next time, adventurers. black SUV pulls up and a dog-headed shifter steps out of the passenger side door to stare grim-faced at the torn apart shredded remains of a similar vehicle. His lips curl back as he brings a phone up to his ear and growls gruffly, That meat is in the wind. Arrow and Ridgeway are dead. Now we didn't get them. Fuck off, King. Clean up your mess yourself. We're done. The dogman gives a whistle, and his team abandon the smoking carnage of the devastated SUV and drive off in the same direction that they came. We cut to a mostly dark room, lit only by light filtering through the aquarium tanks that form the walls. King Octopus sits at the end of a dining table that is set with a feast befitting his self-assigned title. He slams a clenched fist down on the thick table and the phone in his hand is crushed as he curses and hurls a glass against one of the tank walls where it shatters in a spray of Zinfandel. Fucking bilge snipe. Traitorous dogs. 
can't find good help anywhere anymore. A well-manicured hand sets a similar glass down on the opposite end of the table. I can see you're incredibly busy. I'll come back another time to discuss business. King growls threateningly. This is your doing. You've got that limey son of a bitch meddling in my affairs and fucking with me contacts. My people! He stands, knocking his chair back. I will not have it! His body ripples as though something were to spring forth towards the woman across the table. But King Octopus is frozen in place as a red binding circle is suddenly surrounding him. Olivia Eastie rises slowly from her seat, her watch emitting this magical circle of glyphs via a laser emitter, which she removes and sets deftly on top of the wine bottle so that the circle remains active around King O. Whitaker is giving you trouble, is he? I seem to recall at one point telling you that I would handle my agents, and that you were not to interfere per the conditions of our arrangement. If your sloppy work has attracted Whitaker's team to your operations, you have my sympathy. But do not for one second accuse me of straying from my lane. In fact, why don't you cool off a bit here? I know this circle won't hold you forever, you're much too strong for that. But maybe it will hold you long enough that you'll realize certain things should be left to the professionals. She slips on a dark overcoat and leaves Kingo, struggling furiously but in vain against the magic of the binding circle. We see Olivia Eastie leaving the deep and stepping into a limousine with shaded windows that drives away from the nightclub as patrons wander around the front entrance. Inside her limo, we see her make a phone call. Bring them in. Whitaker's used up his vacation time. We see someone place a phone down on a diner bar top next to a plate with a half-eaten grilled cheese and a cup of black coffee. Without immediately seeing the face of the person at the bar, we instead notice that Theo and Heather Springer are talking in hushed tones in a corner booth of this small-town eatery. They were dangerous. Never should have agreed to bring them. Without their help, those snipe poachers would have continued to prey on that flock of spirits. That isn't our problem. We should be focused on keeping Allie safe. Two figures approach the Springers at their table. Young Allie Springer is with them, beaming with excitement. Aunt Heather! Uncle Theo! These two talk to spirits too! They said they wanted to talk with you! Theo and Heather tense up as we see Eastie agents Marissa and Tomas Ramos standing behind Allie. Actually, what my associates and I would really like is if you'd answer a few questions for us, Mr. and Ms. Springer. And the figure who is sitting at the bar sets their coffee cup down and walks over to join the Ramos twins, completely eliminating any exit opportunity for Theo or Heather from the booth they're seated in. This gaunt man with an upwardly styled sort of haircut and a polite, if haunting, grin on his face pulls an Eastie agency badge from his suit's inner pocket and says, Special Agent Allstaff, but you can call me Link. These are my associates. Lincoln Allstaff holds up his phone now as he addresses the Springers, scrolling through photos of Raven, Hugo, Felicity, and the other hunters. What can you tell us about your recent encounter in Badlands National Park with these wanted fugitives and the demonic criminal Damien Edgecrest? And please, don't leave anything out. 